Imagine if you could sit down at your desk in the morning, piping hot coffee in hand, you could pop open your laptop, double click on a document on your desktop that says life plan, so you could check on what's happening this week, this month, or even this year. Well, I wanna help you create that plan. Let's spend five days together making a roadmap for your future so that you can live all the rest of your days on purpose. Yes, you can own the future that's coming your way. The five-day Own Your Future Challenge is absolutely free to join, and I've got a spot with your name on it. Don't let another week, month, year, or even decade pass you by without owning the vision for who you want to become and the impact you want to make while you're alive. This is five free days of learning from incredible world leaders, helping you to uncover who you truly are and leading you to craft a roadmap and set goals aligned with the future meant for you. This is important. Join me and other amazing global leaders and experts to help you own your future starting May 11th. You can join right now for free at jennaschallenge.com. That's jennaschallenge.com for the five-day Own Your Future Challenge. I can't wait to see you there. You're listening to The Gold Digger Podcast, episode number 54. Today, I'm interviewing the incredible Melissa Griffin. Melissa is an absolute genius when it comes to Pinterest. She's going to be sharing tips and tricks for using Pinterest to boost your traffic to your website and to help you be seen by your ideal clients. Trust me, friends, we use her tips and techniques within my business, and it has taken us from zero referrals from Pinterest to Pinterest being the number one way people are landing on our webpage. So join us for today's episode. I cannot wait for you to meet Melissa. And as always, we have a freebie waiting for you at golddiggerpodcast.com to help you navigate the waters of Pinterest. You're listening to the Gold Digger Podcast with Jenna Kutcher, the live workshop style business podcast for creative girl bosses. So you can train from the experts how to dig in, do the work, and tackle your goals along the way. Here's your host, photographer, educator, artist, and mac and cheese lover, Jenna Kutcher. This episode of the Gold Digger Podcast is sponsored by HoneyBook. HoneyBook is the management software that I use to stay organized, manage invoices, get paid, and give every client an elevated, unforgettable experience. HoneyBook is offering 20% off exclusively for Gold Digger listeners. Just go to honeybook.com slash gold digger to get started and get your life back today. Hey, Gold Diggers, it's Jenna Kutcher, and today I'm really honored to introduce you to a very, very sweet friend of mine, Melissa Griffin. Now, I met Melissa in January this year, and I was so excited to finally meet her because we both joined the same mastermind, and I totally fangirled when I saw her name on the list and sent her a really awkward email that felt like online dating because I was so excited that I got to hang out with her for the remainder of the year, but Melissa is the founder of Pers- Suit HQ. She is a Pinterest guru, and this girl is just oozing with internet marketing knowledge. I love to be with her. She's so aligned with this audience that I was just so excited to have her on the podcast. So, welcome, Melissa. Thank you, Jenna. And I love so excited. 
I loved your online dating email that you sent me. It was fantastic. Oh, it was, was so good. It was one of those where you hit send and you're like, oh gosh, I really should have like checked myself before I wrecked no, myself. And then you I, wrote back right away and I felt yeah. better. <laughs> I was literally like, I was equally as excited to meet you. So it was perfect. Oh my gosh. Well, tell everyone a little bit about you and we can talk a little bit about the mastermind we're in too. But first, yeah. how did you get to where you are today and where are you? Yeah. Okay. Good question. So I started my blog about four years ago now. And when I started it, it was just a blog for a hobby. Like I was living in Japan at the time and kind of needed a creative outlet and kind of wanted to just build this online community. So I had no vision of starting a business. Didn't even think that was in the cards for me. So I did this blog for a few months and started to get really into it and wanted to start monetizing it. So I eventually launched a web design studio after about six months, did that full time for a couple years. And as I was doing my web design studio, probably kind of like how you are a photographer, I was getting a lot of questions for from people who were like, how are you growing this business? It seems like it's going really well. And they wanted to know about how I was growing the business more than they were interested in design stuff. So I was really interested in teaching and I'm kind of like the person who, when I learned something, I just want to tell everyone I know about it. So I started teaching courses and workshops and webinars about all of the things I was learning about how to grow a following and a blog and a business. And that is what I do now. So I teach online courses for people who are starting or growing their own business online. And it is the funnest thing. I'm sure you totally understand this, Jenna, mm-hmm. but it's super fun. At this point, we have, I mean, in our community, we have over 150,000 people just who get our weekly emails and tens of thousands of other people in our Facebook communities and social media and whatnot. So it's really fun to just be able to teach all of these people from a little blog that was about like random stuff back in the day. Isn't it crazy to see how that all evolves? And I told you yesterday, I'm like, if you would have told me five years ago that life would look like this, part of me would have believed you and been so excited. But the other part of me would have been scared to know what the in-between parts looked like. (laughs) So what did that transition look like for you when you just went from a blog to this giant business? Yeah, that's a good question. I actually love the in-between parts, even though they're kind of crummy sometimes. And mm-hmm. and they're kind of like those parts where you're like, I wish this would just speed up and get me to the good stuff. But look, like whenever I see people who are kind of trying to speed up through those parts, I always tell them like, you should cherish this because this is like the exciting time in your business when everything is new and fresh. But for me, it went through a lot of different iterations. Like for me, I had a lot of personal confidence, insecurity, anxiety issues as I was going through my business. I tried a lot of different business models, like working with sponsors. I had a greeting card shop in between this like web design studio and blog and online courses. So it went through a lot of changes. It was a lot of ups and downs, but looking back, it was so perfect and so fun the way it was. And I wouldn't want to change anything about that. Absolutely. I agree 110%. And I think that a lot of times people never see our failures because they're only seeing things at face value now. But when we look back at those, it, it was always a stepping stone to get to where we are. And I think that it's all about perspective. And I know a lot of listeners are probably in those hardships right now or in those like really painful times. But there is so much magic on the other side of it. Don't you agree? Oh, 100%. 100%. And 
And I always tell myself when I'm in those times, like, what am I learning from this? And if it totally sucks or if it's just a really difficult time, I challenge myself to think of like, what's the one thing that I'm getting out of this situation or this experience, whether it's going to a conference or it's like meeting a random person at a coffee shop or it's going through a horrible time in your business. It's like, there's always at least one thing that you can gain from that situation and take with you kind of like you're like on this journey with a little backpack and you just like put it in your backpack <laughs> your put it back there and leave it for a little bit <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh my gosh um, so yes. how did you decide to join a mastermind so melissa and i are both in lewis howe's greatness mastermind and i know it was a big leap for me but i would love to just hear about how you chose it have you been in them before and what are you thinking about the whole thing yeah, I'm in another mastermind with friends, but I've never joined one that was led by like an expert like Lewis. And I wanted to join his specifically because he, as a person, just seems like he's very much about positivity and giving and really cares about people. And that shows so much. I'm sure you'd agree in the people who are in the mastermind and in how mm-hmm. he teaches. In terms of joining, I think a big reason why I joined is I just wanted to be around other people like that. Like there's so many people in the online entrepreneur space and it's easy to kind of like put everybody into a box or to just meet people and not really follow up with them because there's so many people out there. So I wanted this little like family that I could almost feel like I could turn to and fall back on when I need them. And I feel like it's really been like that. Like I've met some people in the mastermind who are now really close friends of mine. And I'm just like, we're both there to support each other so much. And Lewis, I think is amazing too. And just how he runs it and how he supports everybody. Absolutely. I do too. I, so for those who don't know what a mastermind is, it's more of like a formal gathering of like-minded entrepreneurs and there are all different kinds of masterminds. Some just meet online, some do Skype calls. We actually meet in person and then we do a monthly call. And one of the reasons why I wanted to join Lewis's was because there was no one else in it that was doing what I was doing as in terms of a photographer. So we're with so many like analytical business owners and you and I are probably on the more creative spectrum of who's in our group. And it was so funny because I saw him announce it and I just had this gut feeling like I was like, this is what I've been waiting for. This is such a great, impactful leader. And I might not want to do all the things that Lewis does, but I just trusted that he would bring together an incredible group of people and it has just been that and I'm so excited that we're meeting up again super soon back in LA but it was just mind-blowing to be in a room with so many smart people and so many driven people and I think what I love and I'm sure what you love too is just to focus on impact and not necessarily money or fame or anything like that it was what are you doing to drive impact and I loved that Yeah, absolutely. And I, same for me, like, I think a lot of masterminds are very like money and fame focused. And I think, I mean, if that's something you want, then that's something that you can get on your own. Like I wanted to be also around just people who are doing that great impact on the world and really care about that. Speaking of impact, would you tell us a little bit about what you recently did for Pencils of Promise? I'm just so blown away by this. 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. So a few months ago, we did a little campaign to raise money for Pencils of Promise. And if you're not familiar with the organization, they have built hundreds of schools in developing countries like Ghana, Guatemala, Laos. And we ended up raising about $120,000 with our community to build three schools in Ghana. So we ran it kind of like a little launch. I offered up some of my courses and gave all of the revenue to Pencils of Promise. So we're actually going in September, me and a few members of my team, to look at the schools, to help build them, to meet the community and the students. So this is like... This is like, feels like what I'm here to do is to create a business, make more money with a business so I can donate more money to incredible organizations and, and help however I can. So I'm like so excited. <laughs> I was that so like excited. makes you want to cry. <laughs> <laughs> I like get all the feels. I think it's just so incredible. Drew and I recently got to go to the inauguration of the water filtration system that we funded oh. and it was just unlike anything else. And we did not want to be the face and we did not not want anyone to know why we were there but one of the most like impactful things that happened on that trip was we were talking to somebody and I was like do you think your parents remember me and she said you're one of the first people that's ever come back and she Mm -hmm. said of course they remember you and it like just made me want to cry because I'm like people will come and see this but they'll go home and forget about it and that's like the last thing we want to do and so I just I love that impact I am so incredibly inspired by what you've done and I cannot wait to follow your trip that's amazing thank you yeah I I can't wait to and like just now we're thinking about other things that we could do or other ways to give back and how we can build that into our business model more I love that you're all about that too that's freaking awesome yes oh my gosh (laughs) so a lot of my followers have been asking for help with Pinterest and when the question comes up I get a little clammy because (laughs) I had not been utilizing Pinterest in my business until I hired Caitlin, who loves Pinterest, who actually took your Pinterest course to learn how to use it within our business and who has been really helping us transform our source of referrals from the platform and also just strategically pinning our stuff. And so I would love to dive in first. How did you become passionate about using Pinterest for your business? Yeah, absolutely. So I, a couple years ago, maybe a few years ago, I had my blog and my web design business and I felt like I was just working a lot to get clients. Like I was hustling my butt off and I just felt like there were other people who were doing it better. Like they were getting more traffic and more clients. I was like, how are they doing this? And it's taking me so long. So I started kind of just experimenting more on Pinterest, more for fun, not really thinking I'd get anything out of it. And I started to notice that I was getting a lot of traffic from Pinterest almost instantly. And I kind of wonder like, what is this about? So I put more time into learning Pinterest and experimenting with it and testing things on it and kind of created this system and strategy that I teach in my course, Pinfinite Growth, which is all about how to use Pinterest to get more traffic and leads for your business. And the reason I created it is basically just because my audience was saying, we need help with traffic. Like we need more people in our audience. We we're not reaching enough people. How do I do this? And I, at the time was just getting a lot of traffic and leads from Pinterest. So that's how I got into it is just by pure listening to people and seeing what was working for me and then kind of just teaching that to others. But I've been using it now strategically on a daily basis for I think like two to three years and it just continues to grow and bring organic traffic to my site. It's awesome. 
Do you feel like people kind of ignore the platform or use it just for pleasure and not ever realize the impact that it could have on their business? Because I know that was my case. Like I was like, Instagram and Facebook, I got this. But like Pinterest is where I go to look for a recipe when I have nothing for dinner. (laughs) You took the words right out of my mouth, my friend. (laughs) That is exactly what everyone thinks about Pinterest. Yeah, everyone thinks it's like for DIY projects and recipes. And when I tell them that they can use it to get organic traffic in like whatever niche they're in. I teach marketing and business strategies. It's not really something you'd think of on Pinterest, but whatever niche you're in, it can help drive traffic to your website. So when people tell me like, oh, but I thought it was for cupcake recipes, then <laughs> I, I just want to like hug them and then shake them slightly and, and, and help them learn how to use it because yeah, it is a great platform for getting traffic to your website. Absolutely. And I have to tell you, we used to have zero referrals from Pinterest and it is now the biggest traffic generator on my website, thanks to your education. So that no is a way. testament. Yes. That's and thanks awesome. to Caitlin being dedicated to it because I am still the recipe pinner. And so <laughs> thank God someone's looking out for my business. So well done, Caitlin. Well done, Caitlin. <laughs> so Melissa has almost 45,000 followers on her Pinterest. And I would just love to hear some of the strategies that you would recommend for people just starting out to use Pinterest for their business. Business. Absolutely. So the biggest thing that I want people to learn about Pinterest, and I think this is the biggest takeaway that they can get, is that Pinterest is not a social media platform. It's not like Facebook or Twitter or Instagram. It's more like Google. It's a search engine. So kind of having that mindset shift of now that you you know it's a search engine, now you can use it like one. So with Google, for example, implementing things like search engine optimization is really important to get organic traffic, which basically just means using like keywords here and there and kind of making your content fit for a search engine, that kind of stuff. And when you apply those same strategies to Pinterest, then you can get a lot of traffic really easily. It's when people use it like a social media platform that it just doesn't quite work out. So how do you use it like a search engine? The first thing that I recommend is to use keywords. So if you're familiar at all with SEO, search engine optimization, this is like the cornerstone of SEO is using keywords effectively in your blog posts, on your website, just anywhere on your your site. So how do you find keywords for Pinterest? The best thing that I recommend doing is going onto Pinterest. So let's say you've just published a new blog post and you're like, I want to get traffic for this thing. I don't know how to do it though, but you want to get traffic from Pinterest. So you've published a great blog post and now you go onto Pinterest and you type in some keywords into Pinterest search bar. Now your keyword is basically something that is representative of the topic of that blog post or product or piece of content. So you just type that into Pinterest and and think about like what is something that someone would be searching for in order to find this particular blog post. So on Pinterest, type in your thing in the search bar and press enter and it will give you a bunch of suggestions. It's kind of hard to describe this, but it's a visual thing that they have on their platform. And it'll give you a lot of suggestions to make your keyword, the thing that you typed into the search bar, a little bit more specific. And what you want to do is take those suggestions and then insert them into your pin description. So every pin on Pinterest, you're able to edit a little pin description. It's pretty short, so you can only fit about three keywords in there. 
But what I do is I just take some of their suggestions. I pop it into those pin descriptions, just separated by a comma. And those are your keywords that now when somebody's searching for those specific keywords, long tail keywords on Pinterest, your pins have a much higher chance of popping up in their search results. And then what you can also do is take those keywords, put them into your board titles, your board descriptions, and your profile name on Pinterest. So basically you're just pimping out your Pinterest profile with all of these keywords that are directing people to your content. And when you do this enough, you're able to be found much more easily in Pinterest search results when people are searching for things so that your content starts to go to the top of the feed, much like when you search for something on Google, those first few results that pop up in search results tend to be the ones that are most visited and get the most traffic. So you're just doing the same thing, but on Pinterest. So that's keywords. A couple other things that you want to do on Pinterest to get traffic are to pin consistently. So just like Google, which values websites that publish articles or content on a more frequent or consistent basis versus just a static website, Pinterest is the same thing. So people who haven't pinned in three months are probably not going to get as good of a reach as people who pin on a daily basis. Now, if you're listening right now and you're like freaking out over the fact that I just said <laughs> pinning on a daily basis, don't worry. There are programs like Board Booster, which is a little Pinterest scheduling software that actually will pin your stuff on a daily basis for you. So you can kind of just set it and forget it, which is amazing, so that you can be pinning consistently in Pinterest eyes without having to actually be pinning consistently on a daily basis. There's also a program called Tailwind, which is a great Pinterest scheduler too. So Board Booster or Tailwind are great options there. And then lastly is that you want to make sure that your images are fit for Pinterest. Now, if you know anything about Pinterest, you probably know that vertical images are your best bet. And that's absolutely true because they show up a little bit taller and just are a little easier to spot in the feed when someone's kind of scrolling through. So make sure you've got vertical images, put the title of your blog post right on top of the image and make sure that it advertises some sort of takeaway. So it's not just like this cute image or something like that, but it actually tells them here's what you're going to get out of this post. So it's kind of more informational in that respect. And do that and pin your images on to Pinterest and doing all of those three things should get you some more traffic from Pinterest for sure. That's amazing. I have been putting to use all of those tips and it it's true. I mean, there's so much magic in it and it's funny too, because I've been paying more attention to my own user habits. And like you said, a lot of us use it as a search engine. So we'll start typing in how to, and then, you know, fill in the blank, whatever you're looking for. I know we used it a ton for our house in terms of decor and paint and all that kind of stuff, but there is so much good business goodness. And I think that a lot of people are struggling with repurposing content. So explain a little bit about how Pinterest can keep your content so much more alive than just sharing it on Facebook one day and then letting that blog just go into the archives. 
I see you over there racing against the clock to wrap up three projects, prepping for a meeting later in the afternoon, all while trying to tackle a mountain of paperwork. Welcome to the life of an entrepreneur. No one told you about all the hats you'd have to wear, and they certainly didn't warn you about all of the numbers. Challenging? Absolutely. But our friends at FreshBooks believe the rewards are so worth it. Now, FreshBooks is excited to announce the launch of an all-new version of their cloud accounting software. Get ready for the simplest way to be more productive, more organized, and most importantly, get paid quickly. FreshBooks is not only easy to use, it is also packed full of powerful features. Now, FreshBooks is offering a 30-day unrestricted free trial to my listeners. You can do things like create invoices in less than 30 seconds, set up online payments with just a couple of clicks, and see when your client has viewed your invoice so that awful guessing game is finally put to rest. In order to claim it, go to freshbooks.com slash goal and enter Gold Digger in the How Did You Hear About Us section. Yeah, right. So on Facebook, for example, like you said, you can post it and hope that it gets traction and then it kind of fades away. But with Pinterest, what you do is you pin it onto Pinterest and then it might not really get traction for like a few months and then it might just go viral all of a sudden. And the reason is because Pinterest is more of a platform that's set up for viral content because you pin something and someone else might repin it and then someone else like a couple months later might repin it and then it will just explode. So it has these chances months or weeks or years later to really take off. It's kind of like you said, it's it's repurposing itself and it's constantly in the Pinterest universe so people can see it and find it and repin it at any time. So it gives your content kind of this new life, whereas on maybe other social media platforms, you wouldn't really have that particular feature that Pinterest has. So it is really nice in that way too. Like you're getting the most bang for your buck on on the content that you're pinning on Pinterest. Absolutely. So I have to ask, is Pinterest your platform of choice? For like a social media platform? Yeah, just business. It is. I mean, it is because it brings a lot of traffic. I wouldn't say that I'm on Pinterest a lot, though, which is kind of like the, the awesome thing is like you can set it up and have it just run on autopilot. So it is, but it's almost like this neglected child that I just don't pay that much attention to anymore now that I've set everything up. I actually really like Instagram, too, but I just don't. Yeah, I love Pinterest, but I just don't use it that much because it's just kind of like set up. That's amazing. So we've been really looking within my own business because kind of like you, I've blogged for five years consistently and I was always creating this content and I started to look at where my time was going each week and I'm like, gosh, I'm spending so much time on this content. There's so much good content on there that a lot of people haven't seen. And so we've really turned my creation process on its head and thought about like, how can we repurpose content in new ways? And one of the ways has been Pinterest. And it's been really awesome to see, you know, what are my top articles? How can we keep sharing them? How can we change them up, change out the images, change out the title and split test things? Do you do that kind of stuff within your business too? We do. Yeah. So we'll try like different image templates or like you said, different titles, kind of A-B testing things as well. And another thing that you can also do is like if you have certain blog posts or or pieces of content or products that 
constantly get pins, like they are just crowd favorites on Pinterest, you can go into your boards and kind of check them out every day and see, are they near the top of your boards or your feed, or are they kind of shoved near the bottom and people haven't really seen them for that day? And if they're not being seen and you know they're some of your best, most popular content on Pinterest, then you can just repin them every day, basically, so that constantly those pins are being seen at the top of people's feeds when they log into Pinterest. That's awesome. Now, I know that Pinterest has also been a really big way that you've grown your email list. Is that correct? Yes, definitely. So let's talk a little bit about that because we've shared a bit about growing an email list on the podcast. And one of the things I encourage my students to do is to go onto Pinterest and start typing in how to and then their level or area of expertise just to see what people are searching for. Mm -hmm. So how has Pinterest been an awesome generator in terms of leads for you? Yeah, so... Using what I described earlier, just in terms of how to get more traffic to your website from Pinterest, I then kind of use my website as a way to get people to sign up for my email list. So we do a lot of content upgrades where we'll get traffic to a particular blog post from Pinterest. And then within that blog post, I'll offer a free checklist or a workbook or a video that they would have to sign up for via email if they wanted to get that thing for free. And that simple strategy has worked like a charm. Like I, And I say simple because I feel like a lot of just running a business is very simple stuff. Like it doesn't have to be really complicated in order to do it really well. It could just be as simple as adding a little content upgrade to one of your blog posts, pinning it onto Pinterest and getting traffic from that. So we do that a lot. I also have several opt-in forms around my website. And that is the biggest thing that helps us get subscribers and leads from Pinterest. And what we also do is like on our Pinterest images, if we do have some sort of little upgrade or download that they can get with that blog post on the image itself, I'll put a little screenshot of it and maybe a little arrow pointing at, let's say a free workbook and it will say free workbook or like click through to get your free workbook. So giving them that little call to action so that they know that if they click this image and they go to my blog post, there's a free workbook waiting for them versus just having the image with a title on it that doesn't really allude to any kind of freebie that they're going to get. So I found too, just through testing and things like that, that adding that little image or just even some little commentary about what they're going to get for free increases the amount of clicks that we get to those blog posts. And then therefore the amount of people who are opting in through those pieces of content too. So just add a little image to your images of your freebie if you have one for a particular piece of content. That's awesome. So I know for us, we don't have the beautiful design background that you have. So we use Canva to create our images for anything like freebies or free resources. Where do you design your goodies and do you have any tricks with that? Yeah, so we design them in Adobe InDesign. Canva is a fantastic option, though. It's it's a lot more user-friendly, less of a learning curve. And I think they have some PDF templates you can use, right? Yep. Yeah, they have like yeah. Pinterest ones, so it's sized perfectly for Pinterest, yeah. which yeah, is awesome. Yeah, so <laughs> that is awesome. I mean, you have gorgeous design, too, so I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but yeah, we use Adobe InDesign for our things like workbooks and checklists and any kind of PDF download that we're giving away for free. 
And then in terms of Pinterest images, like the ones that we pin onto Pinterest, we typically use Photoshop or Illustrator. So those are all Adobe products, but you can literally do most of what we do in Canva. So absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. I think that people, especially in business and, you know, a lot of us talk about this is they hear that there's more than maybe two steps to something and they just feel overwhelmed. But I think that in anything, especially when it comes to Pinterest strategy, just starting super small can really yield big results. And I think that, you know, we all want immediate gratification, but Pinterest is almost a source for that. And once you start to get the hang of it and refine it, and like you said, schedule things and put them into autopilot, it really can be working for you. And sure, it takes time to set up, but time is going to pass anyways. So where are you investing your time today? So What would be just one simple thing that entrepreneurs could do today just to get started on their strategy? For Pinterest? Yes. So my biggest suggestion would be to focus on your images. So we were just talking about images on Pinterest. Focus on your images and make sure that when you create your images, like I mentioned earlier, that you're really refining the title. And like we were also talking about testing those titles to see which one works better. So the title is really important because you want it to really make sure that you're advertising some sort of how-to or takeaway, or here's the, the specific thing that you're going to get out of this article. So putting that on your image. And like Jenna was saying, it's, it is kind of overwhelming when you feel like you have to create all of these images and do all this crazy stuff. But my little tip is to create a template for your images. And then all you have to do, if you have a template, it's all designed, is just pop in your new title for a particular blog post or piece of content, add maybe a new photo or whatever kind of imagery you have, and then you're kind of done. So it really will cut down your time to just a couple minutes versus if you try to create a brand new image every single time, that might be a bit more cumbersome and take you a lot longer. So create a template for anything that you do in your business, whether it's a Pinterest image, a workbook, an email that you send for your newsletter, like creating templates are really good ways to just save a lot of time and and make it more efficient. Absolutely. And that's exactly what we've done is Caitlin will have a running list of what we have running on Pinterest, and then she'll make a working list of things that we could try different images for, or just refresh them so that there's always new imagery coming out. And I think it's so important to just test things out. Like you never know what's going to get picked up. And just like all social media platforms, you never know when something is going to go viral. And a lot of times it's unintentional. And so we have just made it part Part of our routine each week, you know, create 10 new images for Pinterest and then she just loads them in so that they're automatically being shared into our little library and it's working for us every day. And I just think it's one of those things that so many entrepreneurs just write it off as one of these platforms that might not actually impact their business. But I think you especially have proven that the opposite is so true. Yeah, absolutely. I love that tip, though, too, about every week, just creating new images, refreshing your content, trying different titles. I think that's really awesome because I like you said, like a lot of people kind of write Pinterest off as this platform that doesn't really do anything. And you have shown in the past few months that it can really grow even an already really successful brand into something that's getting even more traffic than it was before. So that is amazing. 
It's exciting. And I think one other note, too, is, you know, we have so many different listeners. And the coolest thing about Pinterest is we're using it for every facet of my business. So we're using it for wedding photography and pinning our blog images using those keywords. And then we're using it for my print shop with watercolor art. We're using it for my courses. We're using it for the podcast. And so I feel like it truly is a platform that can share any different type of business or creative endeavor, which is kind of Unlike the other platforms, I feel like certain platforms work well for different things, but I feel like Pinterest is the catch-all for the creative. Do you agree? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And that's so cool to hear that it's working for each of those different sections of your business. But I do, I agree. It's it's definitely for the creative and it's for kind of just, I would say business owners in general too, people who are creating content that's helping people in some way, and they just want to grow more of an audience or get more traffic to that content. And Pinterest is just a fantastic platform, regardless of what you do or what you sell. It can really drive a lot more people and eyeballs to what you're doing. And you're probably doing awesome stuff online, whoever's listening. So we want people to be able to see all those great things that you're up to. Speaking of great things that you're up to, fill us in a little bit about what's next for Melissa Griffin. So I am launching a podcast pretty soon. So following in Jenna's footsteps here, I'm launching a podcast called Pursuit with Purpose. So it's basically going to interview people in the entrepreneur world and also just the world in general who are doing meaningful work. So people who have businesses that are helping people in some interesting or unique way or who are running their business or their life in a way that I think other people would really value from if they got to hear about it. So I am very excited about the podcast. Jenna has told me that it is just a blast and and I can see why. So that will be launching end of June. I can't wait. Oh, I can't wait to tune in. I'm so excited. One of the coolest things about our mastermind group is that a lot of people have either launched or are launching podcasts and it's just been so fun to walk the journey with other people. I know for me, I was just so worried about getting started and having it be perfect. And, you know, I literally recorded the first 10 episodes in my car in our driveway because I was worried that our dogs would bark. Mm-hmm. And there was just That's so awesome. many funny things that happened that reminded me once again in our businesses that done is better than perfect. And that if you really have the heart behind the content you're delivering, people don't care about those little things. And so I'm just so excited to watch you launch this and to get to listen in. It's going to be amazing. Thank you. I'm super excited too. Like I am starting to find the first people to be on the podcast. And even just, I feel like I'm back in high school or college or something like doing research for a class because I'm like reading their books or like scouring their website. And it's so fun to learn about these amazing people and then get to feel like, oh my gosh, I get to interview these people and chat with them and bring them to my community too. So I'm like selfishly excited about it too, just for my own nerdy research excitement. (laughs) But yeah, I, I really can't wait just to be able to have conversations with people that inspire me and, and bring them to my community. That's amazing. Have you hit any like weird feelings? I know for a lot of us starting a project, a brand new part of our business, it kind of feels like starting over again in some points. Have you hit any weird roadblocks or mental blocks with it? Kind of. I So I've, in the past year, my business grew a lot and I realized that I was focusing. And during that time, I, I felt like I was focusing on the wrong things. Like I 
was just kind of caught up in this state of growth. Like, oh, we now that we're growing a lot, we need to grow more and we need to do more things and make more money. And it really put me out of alignment with what is important to me. So I started to see that come out with the podcast stuff. Like my team was like, oh, we need to hit new and noteworthy and we need to get XYZ amount of five-star reviews during our launch week. And while those things might be cool and important, I really am trying to ground myself and, and not put myself in that place again, where we're aiming for these external goals that aren't actually important or relevant or fulfilling to me. So I am really trying to go at this as just this fun project and not make it into something that has to earn money or has to be successful in any other way than just being fun and helping people who listen to it. So that has actually been this kind of like weird thing that has come up for me is just not wanting to get back into that place of like the hustle mode, the rat race kind kind of thing and really just make this about having fun and connecting with awesome people. Oh, I love that so much. I think that a lot of us can relate so much to that. And I know I am a numbers girl. I just love numbers. And I thought about it today and I said, you know, I haven't even refreshed to see how many listeners we have to this podcast in the last month. (laughs) And I was like, I should probably look at our numbers. And I think that it just comes when you know that you're just doing your best work and your head is down. And I think that it's so freeing too, because I just truly believe that the people that are listening are meant to be listening. And if the message speaks to to them, then that's awesome. And if it's not the right fit for them, that's awesome too. And I can totally relate to that. I've really been giving up my numbers obsession and it just feels so freeing. Yeah, absolutely. I'm such a numbers person too. <laughs> and it, it really is like this, this little weird prison that we put ourselves in sometimes with just like focusing so much on, on those things. But I totally agree. It's like when you're in your element and you just feel like things are working, then you, you forget to even check those things. So that's mm-hmm. awesome. Amen. I'm all about the flow state lately and trying to get there. <laughs> it's a lot Thanks. harder said than done. <laughs> oh my gosh. So where can everybody find you online? And guys, I cannot challenge you enough to get onto Pinterest and type in Melissa Griffin, Melissa with a Y, because you just have to check it out and I have learned so much just from watching the way that her Pinterest is run and the way that she shares her content it is amazing to see what she's doing so I interrupted but where can everybody find you yeah so everyone can find me at my website which is melissagriffin.com and like Jenna said my name is spelled with a y not an i so melissagriffin.com and my course about Pinterest is called Pinfinite Growth and you can find that at pinfinitegrowth.com as well Amazing. And we're going to have a free resource for you guys in the show notes, which you can pick up at Gold Digger Podcast. We'll be linking to all of Melissa's accounts so that you can go stalk my sweet friend. And if you have any questions or anything like that, feel free to comment on either of our social media and we can totally answer them for you. But I really challenge you to look at the way that you're hedging your bets online in terms of your business and your marketing and to really utilize Pinterest, not just to find recipes or the perfect white paint color for your living room, but to really challenge yourself to put out content that can help other people, but that can also transform your business. I know for me, it's been such a learning curve, but thanks to Melissa's teaching, our business is totally transformed. And so I really challenge you to dig a little bit deeper into Pinterest today. Thank you so much, Melissa. And guys, make sure when her podcast launches to swing on over and support that. I cannot wait to tune in. 
Thank you. Thank you, Jenna. This has been so fun and you are rad. I love you. Thanks for listening to Gold Digger. Dive into show notes for this episode and all past episodes at www.golddiggerpodcast.com. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time. You gold digging dream chaser, you.